Welcome to Furry Explained. I'm Finn, a big black cat from the internet, and Furry Explained is my show about furries and their culture. By the time this episode comes out, it will be the middle of August, which means that the summer of 2022 is starting to come to its conclusion. I can't tell you how many back-to-school ads I have already seen, and most people I know seem to be ending their summer vacations and settling back down for the fall and winter months. And the same goes for the furry fandom. As far as conventions go, we're also seeing the last batches of the more prominent summer cons come and go, at least here in the United States. And as the summer convention season wraps up, I was looking back at some of the photos I took of the con that I most recently went to, including some I took with a friend who, at the time, had never been to a furry convention before. And of course, he asked me many questions, and I walked him through most of the basic parts of what comprises nearly every furry convention. But one question that he asked me was one of the first that he presented to me over that weekend, and it was about the badge that I had for my fursona. Based on the way he asked the question, I think he presumed it was part of the whole welcome package that you get when registering for a convention, and was actually concerned about what to say if he didn't have a fursona, which he didn't at the time. And while it turned out to be a rather fleeting question, it made me realize that badges of personas are one of those things that are at near ubiquity at conventions that they are almost a part of convention attire itself. So that's what we're going to explain today. In this episode, we're going to take a deep dive into convention badges. We'll compare and contrast the differences between strictly con badges and badges made for our personas, and go over the reasoning behind why, if there's any art that you really should have if you're an active member in this fandom, it's some sort of badge for your persona. And it should be a quick one today, since they're pretty straightforward, but they're still unique and interesting enough to spend an entire episode on, even if it does end up being shorter than some of the others. But that should be a good thing for you since you don't have to put up with me for the usual amount of time, so I'll do my best to get you quickly in and out of here so you can go on with your wonderful lives. Welcome to Furry Explained, and we'll get started right here. Alright, so let's talk badges, which on the surface should be a familiar concept to most of you listening to this. I'm sure most of us have worn some kind of name badge before in our life. Whether it was on the first day of school in a new class or required to get into the office of our workspace, wearing something with our name or identification number to give us access to things isn't too wild of a concept. This is why it is no surprise that part of the registration process for any convention in the fandom involves getting some sort of badge. Now, when we talk about badges in the context of furry conventions, it usually means we're referring to one of the two main types of name tags that furries wear while attending a con. One of them is the actual convention badge, which is the one that everyone receives after registering their attendance at a convention. These are used for individual identification at a convention and also serve as a way to gain access to the convention space in general. 
And since these are made for literally everyone attending a specific convention, they are essentially mass-produced and therefore pretty straightforward in their actual physical construction. They typically come in two flavors, one being a hard plastic rectangle similar to an enlarged credit card, or they could be some sort of label printed on something that might be held in something like a plastic pouch, similar to a traditional name tag. Now, while that is the norm, it is by no means the rule, and some conventions really take the opportunity to make some really unique convention badges. I know the badge for the convention nearest me, Anthro Northwest, gives attendees a medallion to wear on a lanyard, which is simply a lot cooler than the plastic cards I've gotten at other conventions I've attended. Now, these convention badges typically consist of two main elements, a place to put a name and a special piece of art. The latter usually serves as the background that fills up the badge itself, and is typically done in such a way that references the theme of the convention. A lot of the times, if applicable, it is actually done by one of the guests of honor that are invited to the con, and these badges can sometimes have other things either on top of it or on the other side of the main key art. This could be things like a small map of the con space, times for popular events, or a link to the con website along with other useful and frequently referenced information about the convention itself. And secondly, there's a space to put the name of the attendee. This is often accompanied by a unique ID number that is usually small enough to only be seen if you're purposely looking for it, but the name that actually is on the badge is worth pointing out because in most cases, it can actually be whatever you want. A vast majority of congoers just put their Sona's name on it, but many furs come up with fun names that can reference anything they want and even choose something different for every convention. Another thing to point out about convention-specific badges is that they can be in different styles depending on your status, so to speak, at the convention. Most cons will differentiate their badges in some way to refer to the different levels of registration for the con itself. So a badge of a super sponsor might look a little different than one of a general attendee. This also goes for things like staff, dealers at the dealer's den, media, guests of honor, and other VIPs. But one thing that's starting to become more and more popular is for the information that goes in that space to be even more custom and pertain more specifically to the wearer itself. This could include things like the pronouns the wearer prefers, whether or not they are open for hugs or not, and other smaller aspects of the individual wearing the badge that might be useful to know as soon as you greet them. But at the bare minimum, when you attend any convention in the furry fandom, you are going to get some sort of badge that pertains to the convention itself, and for all intents and purposes, that's all you really need to enjoy your time during any furry convention. Now, while those badges we just went over fit the technical definition of a furry convention badge, in most cases, when actually referring to a badge in the context of the furry fandom, most of the time we're talking about a fursona badge. A fursona badge is a little different than a regular convention badge, even though they serve a very similar purpose, identification in a place with a lot of other furries around. But fursona badges give regular badges that magic furry touch, resulting in something that is a lot more special. 
Fursona badges are special artistic commissions of someone's fursona that are especially designed to be printed out in physical space and worn at places like cons or meets or other places where identifying your furry self is important. Their main goal is to be a lot more recognizable than the con badge that everyone else might have, and they do that by actually looking like your fursona. Now, this is useful for a number of reasons, from easily meeting up with someone you've only known by their online identity, to making it much easier to find and wear when rushing to pack or dress for a day at a convention. Now, unlike their traditional convention badge counterparts, there are really no standards that these badges have to conform to in order for them to be effective. Most of the time, they also include the two things that the other con badges have, a name and a piece of art. That being said, however, in this case, the name is printed in such a way that it is a lot bigger and more clear to see even when just quickly glancing at it. As far as the art goes, that space is filled with a portrait of the Sona in mind, typically showing the shoulders and up of the anthro-animal owner. But that is also by no means the rule. For Sona badge art can be complete full-body pieces, just a simple headshot, or something else unique that helps identify the Sona or character. Now, since these things are meant to be worn outside in the physical world, even if they are just digital drawings, they are usually printed out and cut to show as little white space as possible behind and around the art of the badge itself. They are then typically laminated, though they honestly don't have to be, it's just a nice way for them to make them more solid that way, and then attached to something like a badge clip or lanyard to give it something to latch onto. They are then accompanied by the required convention badge around the neck or on the body of someone attending a con and are worn by general con-goers and fursuiters alike. And while they may sound rather straightforward, because they pretty much are, in the grand scheme of the fandom itself, other than a reference sheet, they are the only piece of art that I seriously recommend that most furries get as soon as they can during their time in the fandom. And that's still regardless of whether they want to attend a furry convention or not. Whether you plan on attending a furry convention sometime or not, it's still a really good idea to have a piece of art that can be used for a fursona badge. And there are a few reasons for that, but most are due to the fact that they are arguably the easiest way to display your fursona out in physical space. Unlike most art that we as furries tend to get, fursona badges are unique because they are purpose-built to be printed out. And for the most part, especially if you have no plans for a fursuit anytime soon, this may be the only way your fursona is ever shown IRL and not just online. This means they hold a pretty special spot in our arsenal of art, as they can act as a quick but efficient way to externally display your Sona's personality. Because they are just like any other piece of art that you can have commissioned, you can have them made any way you want. Now we mentioned that most badges are something like a headshot with a nameplate, but that doesn't have to be the only way to do it. For example, you can have the badge itself cut out to just the outline of the letters in your name and have a variety of smaller art pieces of your Sona filling out the outline of the letters in the actual name. 
Another really popular customization of Persona badges is to make them oversize and have them exaggerate a specific part of your Sona's body that you might have a keen interest in. And they don't have to be strictly two-dimensional either. Lightweight sculptures or other three-dimensional art pieces can be used as a badge if that is something that you know how to make. You can also give these badges some sort of animation, whether it be a simple LCD screen that shows the name and something like your social media profile scrolling across it in a marquee, or it can be a more physical animation, where you do something like place a circular cutout of some sort on the base of the tail and attach it in such a way that allows it to swing independently. You can even have your badge be a part of the overall design that goes with your persona as a whole, by doing things like making it in the shape of a dog tag and having it hang off a collar that you wear. All of this is to say that you can really do anything you want with this particular piece of art, and since they are meant to be worn and seen by others in person, they give you a unique opportunity to express your persona and subsequently yourself in this special piece of art. Along with being a place to show off a fursona to others in real life, the fact that these fursona badges are meant to be worn in physical space gives them some interesting value propositions that you really don't find in any other pieces of art in this fandom. Because they are actual physical things that can be worn and hung up, many furries like to collect fursona badges. This can be done in a number of different ways, since badges are something that can almost always be commissioned and received at a furry convention, some furs like to get a new one every time they go to a new con as a way to commemorate that specific convention, which from the other perspective makes doing badge commissions a rather safe source of income for an artist. Another way that furs like to build up their collection of badges is by actually trading theirs with other furs. Now, this may sound like a rather weird concept at first, but this is actually something that happens in a lot of other contexts as well. One that comes to mind is actually from the world of sports. Many pro athletes will exchange their game-worn jerseys with a member of the other team if they really appreciated the competitive matchup that they had during that game. And while the reasonings are usually a lot simpler than that, trading badges is done in a similar fashion and can be seen as a way to build up a collection of mementos of friends that you have met at different events. And because these are all physical things, they can be easy to hang up and display on something like a wall in a room as a way to remember the good times that you had at a con by just looking up at your wall. All of this is to say that if you were to ask me if there were any pieces of art that you quote needed to have in this fandom, I would say that a fursona badge is right up there with a ref sheet for your sona themselves. There are a lot of benefits to having at least one picture of your sona that is meant to be printed out and worn, allowing you to have at least one furry-related thing to wear if you do ever decide to attend a furry convention, or even something smaller in scale like a meetup. And despite their wide number of use cases, badges are still just as effective if they are rather simple drawings. They don't have to be insanely detailed at all, in fact you can make the argument that they are more effective if they're not, since they're meant to be seen and understood with just a quick glance. This in turn makes them a rather inconsequential piece of art to draw yourself, or get a commission of one that isn't all that expensive. 
Plus, if you get a digital copy of it, you can use your badge as your main piece of art for all of your presences online. In fact, that's a really good way to think of Persona badges. They are a way to quickly show off your persona, your personality, and your identity as a furry in this vast community known as the furry fandom. Which, in a way, really makes them act as your furry profile picture for real life. Alright, that concludes this episode of Furry Explained. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something new today. As always, if you want to continue the conversation about convention badges or have any other feedback or suggestions for topics for the show, you can find and follow me on Twitter. I'm at FinThePanther, and a link to my Twitter is down in the show notes, along with some other resources about the different types of badges that are out there that you should definitely check out. As always, if you do like the show and want to support it, the best way to do that is to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to give the show a rating and a review as well. You can also just tell people about the show, and if they don't know where to start looking, you can point them to pod.link slash furryexplain to find the show on their platform of choice. Thank you so much for doing so, and we'll be back next week for another episode of Furry Explained. But until then, stay wild out there. Peace. Peace.